This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And we're excited to bring you another one of our AutoPad episodes because we know how much you love them. If you're new to the show, in these episodes, we discuss and evaluate listed companies which have caught our eye of late. Maybe they're displaying impressive growth numbers we simply just cannot ignore. Perhaps the business has recently reported solid financial figures. Are they maybe inside a really interesting sector that's got a lot of potential and upside? Or has the market oversold the shares, which is what we love to do as advisors, thinking it's over, it's overdone now, it's out of love, therefore let's get back in love with it. Um, and that's why it's an ideal time to buy these businesses. So in these episodes, we're going to be talking a lot about listed stocks and investments. So please note that our chat today is not personal advice. Even though we are registered financial advisors at Shrine Partners, please note that these podcasts and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and you should seek professional appropriate advice before making any of your decisions. As it's an order pad also, please note that in fact, all the companies discussed on our show today are offered in good faith based on the facts known at the time and don't contain all the relevant information in respect to their financial products to which they relate. That's right. Now we both get to pick one stock each, but before we deep dive into the next two companies to join our order pad, it's been a while since we actually checked in with the other much loved stocks already in the order pad. So let's see how they're tracking. Currently, BHP is up about 17.09% and we hate to be right on this next call, but MFG is also down about 35% since Candice so controversially added our first sell to the order pad. Now, look, everything else is down given the current market sell-off. We probably could have done a sell on everything right now and been 100% right. Too true. Lots in the red. Many investors around the world right now would be in the red if they've only been investing for a shorter period of time uh, because it is time in the market rather than time in the market. But where there is volatility, there is certainly opportunity. So uh, remember what Mr. Buffett said and my all-time favorite quote, the stock market is a device from transferring the wealth from the inpatient to the patient. So be patient, guys. Stick to the journey, as we always say. All right, so lots of volatility, lots to talk about. So let's just jump straight into it. Felicity, what company are you bringing to the Autopad this week? So my stock for the Autopad is a company on the ASX called Vimy Resources. Now the code is VMY on the ASX, right? Got that? It's a Perth-based resource development company with a primary focus on the development of the Mulga Rock Uranium Project in WA. It was also actually previously called Energy and Minerals Australia, only changing its name in 2014 with actually quite an interesting story behind the change. Yeah, that's a pretty big um, name change. Like, what's the story behind that? Do you know? Right. Energy and minerals is a bit, it makes a bit more sense. Bit sort of, yeah. <laughs> Vimy? What is, what is Vimy? 
me. Well, is it a Vimy? shoe brand? I don't know. <laughs> Stay well, Vimy- tuned to find out more. <laughs> so Vimy actually takes its name from Vimy Ridge in northern France. You should know where that is, Candice. Oh, Parlez-vous français. Actually, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm going to Google that. It's actually the site of the famous Battle of Vimy Ridge, which took place on the 9th to 12th of April in 1917. So, you know, if you'd been investing since then, I'm kidding. Now, it was during World War One. The ridge had actually been held by the Germans since the beginning of the war and the British and French attempts to retake it had cost over 200,000 casualties. Now, the Battle of Vimy Ridge was won by the Canadian Corps against deeply entrenched German forces. Now, the name is actually a nod to Vimy's former managing director Mike Young's Canadian heritage as one of his relatives was actually killed on the first day of battle. So for your little history buff, Candice. That's a really cool backstory It is a cool story. So it's it's come from something. Now, what's interesting about this business, of course, it is a micro cap to small cap kind of moves between them. It's currently at about 220 mil market cap. And we actually originally bought this in our personal portfolio for a few clients around the 12 to 15 cent mark. So of course, course, no, no doubt here that you've um, chosen another micro small cap. Yeah, so I'm getting hit hard at the moment, but that's okay. It's only short term. Um, <laughs> I like these because it has a lot of potential for significant long-term upside, right? Yeah, and also remember, like Felicity can handle the volatility. So that's why she is investing into these types of growth micro small cap companies, right? Exactly. It is volatile, right? So 52-week low being $0.09 and the high has been $0.31. Now, with these positions to minimise risk, we've been able to use our strategy, which we've talked about in earlier episodes, where we take out the initial capital for clients when it does double. So it's all profits and that kind of helps you sleep at night. Yeah, and you can look at doubling. Maybe you're more comfortable with 35% upside, 50, whatever the number is, because it's a good way to mitigate your risk you know, because now you're just playing with pure profits, right? That's it. It certainly is. Now, the reason I've chosen Vimy is it's actually in a very topical sector, being green energy. I think there's a lot of talk about green energy and green metals, but the most misunderstood part of the uranium sector is that it actually has the lowest carbon footprint of the lot. Now, uranium used to strike hatred to the green movement, but now there's actually scientific evidence that it is the greenest of the lot. So in which way do you think, you know, the scientific evidence is is more than ever, you know, predominant? Like why why are we hearing about it more so now than ever, right? Well, I think there's been a lot of talk about uranium recently. I mean, we've even had our own Shore and Partners conference hearing from various uranium focused companies. Now this won't be a quick lift off or a spike in price, but I do believe it is a good time to position yourself in this sector. I think what we should do now is quickly touch on the history of the uranium spot price, then I'll delve into why Vimy specifically. Um, the last huge rally was actually back in 2007, where constrained supply in a sector that was already battling headwinds before the pandemic will lead to more uranium price upside in 2022. Now, whether values follow a similar path to 2007, where a confluence of issues catapulted the commodity to an all-time high remains to be seen. But I do kind of think we are in that space now with everything that is going on with Russia and Ukraine. 
the time, uh, the U308 actually underwent a massive surge from US $45 to US $139 in just 12 months. Now, the actual spot price for the energy fuel currently stands at US $60 to give you a little bit of perspective. Yeah, so what you're saying is like there was pressures way back in 2007 and it's just very coincidental that what's going on in Ukraine has maybe spiked it and there's room to go, right, from 45 US to 139 like you said. So that's super interesting in terms of the rally that we saw in the past. Correct. It is really interesting. And I guess like how gold is correlated to monetary policy and the US dollar, uranium has correlations primarily to energy. Which is what we're seeing. Correct. Which we're seeing right now. Now, no one can predict how much the uranium price will rise in 2022. uh, But a Gerardo Del Real of Research Stock Digest suggests it could overshoot to over US $200 levels, then actually come back and stabilize around $100 and $110 levels. He recently explained that the higher price point will actually incentivize new production to come online, which could help meet the expected demand. Because the issue with uranium is supply and demand. There's not enough supply, there's a lot of demand. And at that level, the projects that are better sustainable and scalable will rise to the top. And those are going to be the real winners in the market. And that's what we want. We want the market winners. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So coming back to, I guess, uranium, you know, then you've got to find the right company that's that's in that commodity in terms of being the, the best exploration developer and mining companies. I guess, how did you then come up with Vimy? Correct. So you want to find a company that is better in the exploration development as well as mining. So Vimy Resources comes in as my pick as it's really developed into a real player in this space. And getting a uranium project viable is extremely hard, which they've done with the Mulga Rock project. Now, I kind of I'll go into why I've chosen Vimy because it actually does has to have two projects. So it has the Mulga Rock project in Western Australia, which has received all of the key state and federal permits. Tick, that's amazing. It also has the Alligator River project. Now this project is the largest granted tenement package in the Alligator River, which is actually a uranium provenance. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, and it's also one of the top three uranium districts in the world. I really hope there's actually not alligators in this river, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very American, right? Yeah. It would be crocodile. Because it's in Australia. So where, where's it actually located? It's actually located in the Northern Territory. Um, it actually could be where the alligators <laughs> meet the crocodiles. That's probably a story behind that. We should reach out and find out why it's called the Alligator River. I actually have a story with that. My mum was actually pregnant with me and she walked, my dad, they were forward driving around Australia, actually got my mum to walk through the crossing to see how deep it was. Oh my Not realising when they, she got to the other side, um, some locals said, you do realise that is where the crocodiles meet the alligators, <laughs> the saltwater meet the freshwater. She had no idea. Right? So I'm really How many months pregnant here. was she? pretty pregnant and then and then came felicity (laughs) so thanks dad yeah all right we digest back to investments the alligator river project is high grade unconformity uranium gold deposits it also has the potential for a larger tier one asset site it's also inferred resources of 26 million pounds at 1.3 percent so all of you geologist buffs will understand that is very good but the main project that really excites me and why it's 
and my chosen uranium stock on our water pad is the Mogga Rock project. Now, it's getting into production in 2025. It's the only uranium project in WA to reach substantial commencement. So they did quite a lot last year and a few tests. Um, the long production is 3.5 million pounds per annum at US 26 per pound. So it's only costing them US $26 per pound to produce, right? If we're saying that the uranium price is going to be between $100 and $110, that's quite happy days. Uh, a significant profit, right? Um, now, the resource is 9.1 million pounds and the reserves is about 42 million pounds. All right, so that's a lot of data to digest. So maybe just give us a quick kind of summary on why you like Vimy for the order pad. That's it. We'll go short, sweet, to the point. So tier one mining jurisdiction being Australia, low capital costs um, with simple mining and off-the-shelf processing, low operation costs with high reserve grade and 87% recoveries, only WA uranium project to achieve substantial commencement. The permitting is really well advanced and on track to meet development and timetable. First production 2025, ESG is the driver of change with COP26 and GHG emissions and global change in sentiment for nuclear baseload energy of choice. This is why we need to go into the uranium sector and this is why it's Vimy. Interesting enough, there's also been takeover bids of Vimy Resources by Deep Yellow to actually buy the company at 29 cents, but it was rejected for good reason. Do you want to know why? Tell us. Well, the Vimy Shore and Partners price target is actually 35 cents being fair value. So undervalued. Thank you very much. That's it. So if they did sell it, they would be doing themselves a disservice. Now, the current price is 22 cents. Shore and Partners price target has about 64% upside from current levels. Consensus is 28 cents. And that is why it is a buy. Now, before we hear the next buy for the order pad from Candice, we'll take a short break and hear from our sponsors. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
and we are back. So, Candice, what is your stock for the order pad? Alrighty, so this week I'm going to head back overseas again to the US market. The company I want to talk about today has a long history dating back to the 1920s. And what I like about most about this business is its ability to reinvent itself over the decades in order to remain relevant and competitive in the market that it operates, which no doubt you know, has resulted in this company being really well known today, a household name, in fact, around the globe. Household name. Yeah, household. (laughs) Exciting. I know. I get excited about this stuff. No one else does, but I do. Um, The company has a market cap of $239 billion, generates $72 billion in revenue. Imagine that. Just, a, you know, shy 72 billion rev. Cheeky 72 billion. Cheeky 72. And it has a healthy amount of debt on the balance sheet. And it's really well positioned to benefit from the COVID reopening trade. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I prefer to invest in companies that I know, understand the business model, like how they make money. Um, and also maybe I use it on a day-to-day basis, right? Because I'm going to be more personally invested in that in that sense. Also now having a newborn here at home for me, I'm even more so becoming familiar and well-versed with this business model. All right, so the suspense is killing me. I think I know what this company is, but what is it, Candice? Well, you know me very well, so I think you know it straight up. But <laughs> if you still haven't got it, I'm talking about Walt Disney and the code is DIS on the New York Stock Exchange. In case you're still not sure what I'm talking about, Walt Disney is a diversified media network company, operates in the theme parks and resort space, film, TV, studios, direct-to-consumer, DTC. You'll hear me saying that quite a bit. It's basically a giant streaming service business. So it is a beast of a company. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Get it? Uh, Love with, it. With all of its fingers in the honeypot. Very much so. So it's totally the global leader in theme parks, no doubt. Hotel cruise lines. Did you know that there's actually Disney cruises? One day I will go on one of those. It's going to be spectacular. Amazing. And so on and so forth. So it's very much, um, you know, leading the the market in that space. And it's really clever at how it markets these experiences and holiday destinations to families and adults, to be honest. Like, I'm totally sucked into all that. And then once you go to the parks, you have to buy the Disney merchandise because I remember staying at Disney and I absolutely loved it. Parents did not enjoy how much it cost. I enjoyed it, being a kid and not paying for anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to save up for these holidays to go away once in your lifetime. It's absolutely a sin not to purchase any merchandise, not even a lollipop when you're at Disneyland. It's just like how clever all the the shopping centers do it, right? When you're checking out, you've got all this unnecessary stuff that you just have to buy right at the end. So Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse ears for sure. All right, let's delve into why you actually like Disney as a business though and why you want to add, because I know you want to go to the theme park, great. (laughs) Why do you want to add it to the order pad now? Okay, so just like fundamentally looking at the market, The recent market sell-off, I think this is a bit of a no-brainer to add this US core equity position, I'm going to call it, to anyone's order pad, you know, and hold on it for many years. It's looking distressed. It's looking sold off. Time to get in, guys. And then there's three key reasons why I like the business. I'm just going to focus on those three today because there are a few, but we don't have enough time for all that. Firstly, Disney Plus. So a year after launching the Star Channel, which was another channel inside Disney Plus suites, it's really become a force to be reckoned with. Did you like that? (laughs) Star Wars analogy. I promise, guys, this is the last sort of like pun we're going to do. Is it? Is it really? (laughs) No, it's not. Now, in the streaming wars, did you like that? Netflix (laughs) has always (laughs) been ahead of the competition, right? Yeah, correct. So they are top dog, Netflix, at the moment, and they do have a huge content library, and it is growing at correct 
crazy rates. You know, they they basically own the rails. They got uh, word of mouth buzz. They're winning all the awards. The company has rightfully earned their current place with 221 million subscribers worldwide. It's a lot. But coming up the ranks at rapid rate is Disney. So smart move, I mentioned earlier, was the fact that they added the Star Channel as now it's become even more appealing to a wider target audience, not just little kids out there now. It's really the whole family involved. In particular, Candice. All right, so let's have a look at the numbers. Overall headline figure for fiscal 2021, Disney actually added an additional $3.03 a share being 270% upside or better than the previous fiscal 2020 year. The revenue for fiscal 21 grew by 20% to $72.99 billion. So when you really jump into the Disney recent report that was uh, in Feb of 2022, overall it was better than expected fiscal Q1 earnings, mainly thanks to Disney+. The streaming subscriptions grew strongly. So Disney added another 11.8 million users or subscribers to the total now in the ecosystem of 129.8 million. That was well above what the market was kind of hoping for to hit, you know, 125 million. So a beat there. And the streaming service was a key revenue driver during the pandemic, like we saw with a lot of other, you know, kind of online businesses um, as people were stuck at home due to COVID restrictions. So just want to highlight of the 11.8 new subscribers that I mentioned, 9.1 million fell into what Disney call as their core marketing category, which was a huge uplift from 4 million on the previous quarter. Okay. So that's really interesting. What is the outlook? Well, like what are management saying? So management reiterated its target to grow and expand the Disney plus streaming business to the lower range, 230 million users or 260 in the upper range by FY 2024. So on the upper guidance, right where we are right now, Disney Plus sits to add, you know, or sign up 100% growth in the user space. So that's really impressive. Management also kind of flagged launches into new markets and more content in all of their suites, including 340 new international titles over the next sort of two years to roll out, which is really just going to drive stronger sales. So not only do the numbers look good, but Disney films are winning at the Olympics for the media business. Yeah, 100%. So they, I think they picked up like 23 Oscar nominations. Impressively, a lot in the animation Disney space, right? So Luca, Ray of the Last dragon and so forth and i haven't met anyone who isn't a star wars fan that just did not fall absolutely in love with the recent boba fett and mandalorian series okay so that's your first key reason what's the second one like why else do you like disney so despite the lockdowns and the border closures that we've really been in the last two years Disney managed to grow its park revenue. So Disney parks and experience and all the product segment sales actually rose to $7.2 billion in Q4 of 2021 versus $3.6 billion in the prior year quarter. So really solid numbers, right? Well, considering the lockdowns, that is great. 100%. Their park segments of the business actually hit close to record profitability levels with EBIT reported at $2.45 billion. I should point out that this is UBS-backed research and they were expecting 1.2 EBITDA, so smashing it on all expectations. That ultimately drove up margins up 34%. And across the attendance, you know, I wasn't one of them, but if you were, the attendance grew up 10% and that's still below capacity. So what this is really saying to me is that they're growing in the pandemic lockdown world and there's still a lot of legroom to go. So watch this space for 2022 and years beyond. 
Well, that's it. I mean, we've been locked up for so long. Everyone is wanting to do things and just doesn't care about COVID as much anymore now that we're all vaxxed. Definitely. And remember earlier we said it was a sin. We were joking about it. A sin to go to the parks and not buy the merchandise. (laughs) Well, if you did go, the per cap spend was actually up 40% compared to prior periods. Um, And basically it's, it's all upside in terms of the reopening trade economy. So I just think that's really impressive for a business, essentially in the tourism travel industry, to do well even in COVID and in the conditions that we were facing. UBS Research is actually expecting a lift of 3.7% in total sales in their parks segment alone for 2022 estimates. Honestly, that's fantastic. And look, Disney has been around since the 1920s, right? And there's a reason for it. All right, so finally, what is your third reason behind Disney? So it seems like a no-brainer to you and me, but I'm just going to hash this out. A third reason why I really like Disney is, like we talk about recently, you know, throughout this year, a key theme to consider in your investment portfolio is how to navigate inflationary pressures, right? One way to do that is to own businesses with pricing power. I argue Disney is ingrained in everyone's everyday life, ritual, routine, whatever. It's part of our subscriptions. It just direct debits our bank accounts. And without question, they will move down cost inflation to the end user, aka you and me as consumers. 100%. So like I have girlfriends and they swear by Disney Plus for their kids. Yep. And their sanity. I echo that statement. Like it's at least on two hours a day. And little Haley's just like, oh my God, I love it. It's amazing. Although we tried Frozen being a little girl and she didn't like it. So there you go. She's going against the stereotype. Did she like Moana? <laughs> We've only actually tried Frozen and Belle and Ariel. So I've got to go through all of them. Oh yeah, Little Mermaid, classic. Got to see what she's into. All right, back but to again, your point. But again, back to business, right? So... <laughs> Third reason, right, we do expect inflationary pressures on costs and higher investments to flush through the business model, like all other businesses, right? And certainly any new park attractions, UBS is expecting, you know, EBIT of $8.4 billion in FY22 versus the prior expectation of $6.5 billion. So similar to other businesses in the streaming um, platform like Netflix, I think they actually recently increased their prices in Australia at least. I do think, you know, it's not going to be a shock that the consumers won't drop off when the price increases through um, and the street is expecting overall EPS guidance to grow by 43% in the next five years. That is impressive. Now, a question for you. Has Disney, like other major US tech companies, actually joined in the Russian boycott? Yes, they have. So they recently announced that they'll be pausing all business activities in Russia, given the war going on in Ukraine. It's halting, for example, the film releases of Turning Red, and it's also shutting down the streaming services in Russia. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Well, what other risks do you see Disney facing at the moment? Just in general, I guess, for media network companies, they have to face you know, pay TV, that ecosystem is well saturated now. So you've, you, that's a, a risk you've got to be aware of, as well as, you know, US advertising, particularly television advertising, uh, which is sensitive to the overall macroeconomic conditions of the consumer spending space that we're in here. You've got to also watch out for changes in growth expectations in the US economy and the overall US consumer being either positive or negative could impact the forecast ratings, price targets, right? Companies also with international exposure in the pay TV world, which is obviously what we're talking about, um, you're subject to those same risks in the countries, right? So where they operate. So a few things to 
to be mindful of in the investment thesis behind Disney. But to finish up on Disney, I think it's a buy or buy more in the case if you've already got it at these current levels. You know, it's not as down as much as we saw in the March, April 2020 crash. The stock dropped to like, you know, $90 lows. But it has come off sort of, um, you know, more than 16, close at 20% in the last month or so with everything going on. That's interesting because the thing is, Candice, even companies like Disney have been sold off a lot. There is literally no fundamental reason why this company would be sold off after such a great report. But as you can see, the market is fickle. Everything's just oversold and overreacted. You know, investors are humans. Humans have behavioural finance issues that we all face. It's human nature to panic. It's not a bad thing. Like we said at the earlier part of the episode, it's volatility, good time to buy quality businesses, I would argue Disney, at cheaper prices. So, you know, it's trading around $129 US per share. Walt Disney um, price target behind UBS Research, which is our research for the international space, places it at $205 US per share. So that's 58% upside. Consensus, a little bit lower, $189. Um, But the most bullish price target I can see out there in the ecosystem on the street is $229 US per share. So, I really think if you're not in Disney, have a think about it, look it up on Bloomberg or however you look at your markets and have a think about and let's see how that company goes in the next six to 12 months on our order pad. That's it. And that is great upside for a mega cap. All right. Well, that's a wrap. So we hope you really enjoyed today's order pad episode. Now, before we sign off, please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shoring Partners, please note that our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, go out there, guys. Seek professional financial advice before you make your decisions. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email, which is displayed in our show notes below. We've been getting a couple through, so we're going to get back to you. Make sure you follow us on at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates as well. Until next time. See you then. Talk Money To Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.